0: And certainly We gave Bani Israel, the children of Israel, al-kitāba, the book. Meaning the Torah. وَالْحُكْمَ And the judgment. Meaning law. They were given the book as well as the law. Meaning how to follow the book, how to practice what's in the book. And that can only be done if a person understands what is in the book. So hukm, law as an understanding of the book. Hukm can also be understood as political power, governance, kingship that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to Bani Israel. So for example, Prophet Dawood alayhi salam, Sulaiman alayhi salam, they were kings. So the Bani Israel were given Divine Scripture, they were given hukm, one nubuwah, and also prophethood. Meaning amongst them, Allah sent many prophets, وَرَزَقْنَاهُمْ And we provided them من الطيبات of the good things. Many good things Allah gave them. وَفَضَّلْنَاهُمْ And we preferred them عَلَى الْعَالَمِينَ Over the worlds. Meaning Allah chose them over the people of the worlds. وَآتَيْنَاهُمْ And we gave them بَيِّنَاتٍ Clear signs, clear proofs من الأمر of the matter. Which matter? The matter of religion. Just as we see that in the Qur'an, there are so many proofs given. right? Benefits and wisdoms that are mentioned for different commands, different orders that Allah has given. Behind them, what are those reasons? What are the wisdoms? What are the benefits? They're given, the proofs are given. So the Bani Israel were also equipped with proofs. Why proofs? Because it helps you believe, it helps you understand, it helps you accept. But what happened? فَمَا not They differed. except except مِنْ بعد, After مَا جَاءَهُمُ الْعِلْمُ After that knowledge had come to them. They had the book. They had the hukum. They had the prophethood. They had so many blessings. They had the proofs. Yet they fell into differences. Why? Were they ignorant? No. They had knowledge. But then, how did they fall into so many differences? bainahum Out of jealous animosity between themselves. Meaning, differing from another simply because of a bias against him. Because many times it happens that someone will present their case or their opinion with proof, with evidence. But we're not willing to accept. Why? Because then we have to admit that we were wrong. And that means that they were right. And that means that they understood. And that means that they're better than us. Well, you know what? I'm going to be firm about my opinion. I'm never going to give up. This is بغي. Out of jealousy. This is how differences arose. You see, differences are fine. The problem is division. Ihtilaf over here is referring to their division. This division was a result of their بغي. Jealous animosity between themselves. Allah says, إِنَّ رَبَّكَ Indeed your Lord, يَقْضِي بَيْنَهُمْ He will judge between them. يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ On the day of judgment. Fima kanu كَانُوا فِيهِ يختلفون, Concerning that which they used to differ in. Why is this being mentioned over here? Another face of pride. Earlier we learned one side of pride. And what is that? Outright rejection of Allah's verses. Carrying on as if a person never heard. This is one form of pride, one form of arrogance. Here, another form of arrogance is mentioned, is described. Stubborn opposition of others. Right? Because this also blinds a person to the truth. We see that the Bani Israel had ilm, they had knowledge. But their knowledge was not enough to save them from pride. Right? Pride is an evil. It's something that prevents a person from the haqq. But knowledge alone is not enough to save a person from arrogance. It doesn't protect a person. What is necessary with knowledge is khashya fear of Allah. جعلناك, then we have made you. Meaning then, after Bani Israel, we have put you, as in you, O Prophet ﷺ, عَلَى شَرِعَةٍ upon a shari'ah what is sharia an ordained way sharia literally is a clear path a clear course of action shari' is used for a manifest open clear road all right and sharia it means a watering place what is sharia a watering place meaning a place where people and animals they come in order to drink water in order to wash up in order to take water and the word Sharia is used for law. Why? Because living it, practicing it, will bring eternal life. Just as water, it is necessary for life. Likewise, Sharia is necessary for eternal life. So, ثُمَّ جَعَلْنَاكَ عَلَىٰ شريعة مِنَ الْأَمْرِ Of the matter, concerning the matter. Which matter? Of religion. Meaning, now we have given you a law. And where is that law? In the Qur'an. What was mentioned in the first ayah, this is a revelation of who? Al-Aziz, Al-Hakim. So Allah says, فَاتَّبِعْهَا So follow it. وَلَا تتتبع." And do not follow. Al اللذين The desires of those people who لَا يَعْلَمُونَ Who do not know. Who do not have knowledge. Don't follow them. Rather follow the knowledge that Allah has given you. In Surah al Ayah 43, Allah says, فَاسْتَمْسِكْ بِالَّذِي أُوْحِيَ إِلَيْكَ Inna ala mustaqim, hold on to that which Allah has revealed to you. So what is mentioned in this ayah? That we have given you solid proofs. We have equipped you with clear proofs. So do not follow those who do not have these proofs. Innahum, indeed they, يغنو, they will never benefit. you. They will never avail you. Allah against Allah shay'an anything they're not going to help you against Allah at all. Meaning, they're not going to save you from Allah's punishment. Who? Those people who do not know. If you follow their desires, if you do what they want you to do. Because you see, in Makkah, what was happening? Every now and then, people of Makkah would come to the Prophet ﷺ and offer him different things to make him stop his da'wah. Isn't it? What happened in Medina? The Ahlul Kitab They had their own strategies of stopping the people from iman. So what is mentioned in these verses? Don't listen to these people. Don't follow their desires. Allah has given you knowledge. Choose knowledge over vain desires. And this is how we need to view our deen also. If we follow the deen, we're not doing something wrong. We're doing something very powerful. We're on ilm. We're doing something based on ilm. And if we leave the deen and we start doing what people want us to do, we're following their desires, their wishes. So never feel weak if you're following Allah's commands. Because, إِنَّهُمْ لَنْ يُغْنُوا عَنْكَ مِنَ اللَّهِ شَيْئًا وَإِنَّ الظَّالِمِينَ And indeed the wrongdoers, بعضهم, some of them are awliya'u, they are friends of others. They help each other, they all think alike. Because the Prophet faced the same thing in Makkah as well as in Medina. Wallahu waliyyul and Allah is the protector of the righteous. So you obey Allah and do not fear these people, and realize that Allah will protect you. Ha! this is meaning this Quran is basirul nas. It is enlightenment for all people. is plural of the word basira. One is basar, vision of the eye. And the other is basira, vision of the heart. You know when you understand something, what do you say? I see. Do you say that? I see. Yeah, I get it. Why do you say I see? Because you get it. You understand in your heart. Right? So basair, basira. What is this? Enlightenment, clear proofs, wisdom, insight. Insight. So this Quran brings basair lin-nas and also guidance wa rahmatun and mercy liqawmin yuqinoon for people who are certain in faith. In Surah Al-An'am, ayah 104 also it is mentioned qad ja'akum basairu min rabbikum basair clear proofs have come to you from your lord am hasiba am or hasiba he thinks al-ladina jtarahu those who commit evils, asayi'at evils, ijtarahu from the root letters jimraha, and jurh, or jarh rather, is used for a wound, meaning to wound someone, to injure someone. And from this, the word ijtaraha generally is used for committing a crime. So those who اجترحوا السيئات, who commit evils, do they think that أَنَّ that we are going to make them Kaladina amanu like those who believe وَعَمِلُوا salihat and they also do righteous deeds? Do they think that they will be made similar to those who believe and do righteousness? How? That an equal, same, will be they their living wa'mamatuum and their dying? those who commit evil and those who believe and do righteous deeds they're completely different they cannot be the same in their living and in their dying very different allah says ma yahkumun evil is that which they judge they can never be the same in surah qalam Ayah 35 allah says afanaj'alu almuslimina kal mujrimina malakum kayfa should we make those who surrender to allah like those who commit crimes what's wrong with you what kind of a judgment are you making in Surah Hashr, ayah 20, Allah says, لا يستوي أصحاب النار Those who will end up in Jannah and those who will end up in hell, they're not the same. أصحاب الجنة هم الفائزون. It's the people of Jannah who will be successful. وَخَلَقَ الله السماوات والأرض. And Allah has created the skies and the earth. How? بِالْحَقِّ In truth. Allah has created them in truth. What does this mean? that how could you think that you could go on living your life however you want without any principles without any rules that Allah has given you Allah has created this universe in truth and it will be recompensed who will be recompensed? كُلُّ نفسن, every soul بِمَا كسبت, according to what it has earned la yuzlamun, and they will not be wronged so what's the message here? that it does not befit Allah's justice that He would make all people equal in their results. No. Why is this being mentioned? We see from the beginning of the surah, you know, the way of the deniers is being mentioned. Those who are arrogant towards Allah's ayat. Right? Those who mock at them. Those who persist arrogantly on their wrong ways. And then, the example of Bani Israel is given, that how despite knowledge, they fell into division. Right? Because of their pride. So different forms of pride are mentioned, and here another form of pride is mentioned—that thinking that you know what we just live this life and that's it. There's no hereafter. Do whatever you want. No, this is not how Allah has created this earth, this universe. In Surah Sala, Ayah 28, Allah says, Am ladina amanu kalmufsidina fil-ard. Am Najalul muttaqina kalfujjar." Should we make those who believe and do righteous deeds like those who cause corruption in the land? That's not fair. In surah al-Dukhan ayah 39, وَمَا خَلَقْنَا السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ وَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا لَاعِبِينَ Same thing is mentioned here, that we have created them bilhaq for a reason, for a just cause. Yet many people wish to live their lives, how? Freely. I want to do whatever I want. Don't tell me God says this and God says that. And I have to follow this book and I have to follow these rules. No, I want to live however I want. In Surah Qiyamah, ayah 36, Allah says, an Does man think that he'll be left on his own? Like he will not be asked about what he's doing? This is what man wants. This is what people want. Let me do what I want. I don't want to follow any rules. And that is what's mentioned in the next ayah. أَفَرَأَيْتَ? Then have you seen man who, meaning the person who, ittakhada, he has taken ilahahu, his God, his object of worship. What does he worship? Hawahu, his own desire. The person who has made his desire his God. Who is ilah? Who is God? Who is God? What's the definition of God? Yes. Exactly. That which is worshipped. That which is obeyed. That which is loved. That which is feared. Right? That whose pleasure, approval, one is striving to attain. So he's striving for the cause of his God. Right? He's striving towards his God. Striving hard in order to please his God. This is who ilah is. Could be an idol. Could be even a person's own desire as we see over here. So, أَفَرَأَيْتَ مَنِ اتَّخَذَ إِلَاهَهُ هَوَاهُ He worships his own desire. Meaning he obeys his desire. Never refuses his desire. Basically he does what he pleases. And if you think about it, how often this is what we want. I want to be able to do whatever I want. Don't tell me how I should talk and how I should dress and how I should wake up and when I should wake up. No, I want to do what I feel like. I want to do what I want. Let me be. Allah says, أَفَرَأَيْتَ مَنِ اتَّخَذَ هَوَاهُ وَأَضَلَّهُ You see, one level is to follow the desire, right? One level is to follow the desire, which is dangerous. But here, what is being mentioned? Worshiping the desire because that is destructive. In Surah Kahf, ayah 28, we learn: wa'ttaba hawaahu wa kana amruhu furuta." His matter is of extreme. Why? Because he follows his desire. The one who follows his desire is in danger, but the one who's worshipping his desire, meaning always obedient to his desire. You see, our wishes, our desire, it tells us, for instance, continue sleeping. If we keep sleeping, what's gonna happen? We're gonna miss our suhur, isn't it? Are there consequences? There are. And then a person will say, Forget it, I'm not even gonna try fasting. It's too difficult. Why do we have to fast anyway? You see how following the desire is dangerous. But worshipping the desire, never saying no to the desire, this is destructive. It doesn't allow a person to respect anyone, to achieve something in life, to fulfill the purpose of his life. It's destructive. Abu Bakr, Al-Jastas, he said that, man اتَّخَذَ what this means is that he obeys his desires as he should obey Allah. He obeys his desires as he should obey Allah. So what happens? Wa Allah sends him astray. Allows him to go astray. Allah ilmin Upon knowledge. Meaning, because of Allah's knowledge concerning this person, Allah lets him go astray. Meaning Allah knows that this person is not worthy of guidance. Why is he not worthy of guidance? Because repeatedly he has shown that for him his priority is what? It's his desire. It's nobody else, nothing else. His own desire, that's it. So Allah knows concerning this person that he's not worthy of guidance. So Allah lets him go astray. Another meaning of وَأَضَلَّهُ اللَّهُ عَلَىٰ عِلْمٍ Ala ilmin Meaning despite knowledge. That this person who is worshipping his desire is not ignorant. He actually has knowledge. He has ilm. But because he is constantly obedient to his desire, Allah lets him go astray. So in other words, his knowledge will not rescue him. His knowledge is is not saving him from misguidance. It's not protecting him from going astray. Why? Because he's worshipping his desire. ala samrihi qalbihi, And Allah sets a seal upon his hearing and his heart. ala basarihi And upon his vision Allah places a veil. Vision, hearing, heart. These are means through which we comprehend. And if they're sealed, if they're closed, if they're veiled, what does it mean? A person doesn't understand anymore. <يهديه> then who can guide him مِنْ الله, After Allah. Who can guide such a person? No one can. Then will you not be reminded? And will you not refuse your desires? Will you continue to follow your desires? And put yourselves in danger? What do we learn in this ayah? I think I need to rest my throat. I'm fasting too. Huh? What do we learn in this ayah? You see, sometimes we find problems in our practice of the deen. Right. So for instance, we see that we're not really praying at the right time. And we think, you know what? I better start learning Islam. And We start learning Islam. But if we're learning, but we continue to follow our desires, our knowledge is useless if it's not being acted upon. Knowledge is not enough to save a person. It's not enough. It is a means, but it is not enough. What is necessary? If you want to save yourself, what do you have to do? Huh? Follow your desire, worship your desire, or lead it? You have to lead it. You have to take control. Like what I said earlier, take control of your life. Don't be led. Rather lead. Don't be led. Don't keep giving authority to others. Don't become weak in front of your desires, in front of your wishes. Be stronger. So seeking ilm alone is not enough to save us. What is necessary then? Khashyya of Allah is essential. In Surah Nazi'at, Ayah 40, Allah says, وَأَمَّا مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ النَّفْسَ عَنِ The one who fears the position of his Lord and he stops the soul from hawa, from fulfilling desire. Then indeed, Jannah will be his abode. Whose abode? The person who fears Allah and therefore says no to his desire. Desire, in and of itself, is not evil. All desires are not evil. It becomes problematic. When it's given too much authority, when it's given too much control, when it's taken as ilah, then it's a problem. Even Prophet Dawood alayhi salam was warned in Surah Sadaya 26. Allah says, "Ya Dawood, Inna j'alna ka Khalifatan fil-ard, fahkum biin al-nas bil-haq, walla." Do not follow your desire because it will lead you astray from the path of Allah. If you want to remain guided, then you better learn to control your desires. And fasting, Ramadan is a practice of what? Controlling your desires, saying no to yourself, disturbing your inner comfort. This is what Ramadan is all about you're disturbing your sleep schedule, your eating schedule, isn't it? You're standing at a time that you want to be lying down. This is what? A constant training, learn to say no to yourself. You know, we fuss about having difficulty saying no to others. Have you tried saying no to yourself? Huh? That is a big challenge, saying no to yourself. And if a person can conquer himself, then he can conquer Anything. If he can conquer himself. If we can control our desires. So what's the lesson of this ayah? Yes. 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 You see the shayateen are locked. But the nafs is still there. And in al-nafs la bisu' The nafs orders one to do evil. So don't say to yourself, I'll do what I feel like. I mean you can say it sometimes, but not all the time. So for example, when it's time to pray in the night, right? don't say, I'll see what I feel like. right? I'll see what I feel like, and I'll see if I want to pray tarawih or not. I'll see. Well, if you give control to your desire, what is it going to tell you? Don't go to the masjid. And if you are in the masjid, what is it going to tell you? Why don't you go take a break? Check your phone, right? Check some updates. You know, there's a lot going on in the world right now. You've been so busy all day. Get some updates. You know, sit with your friends, relax. If you let your nafs take the lead, it will never let you succeed. Go ahead. I'm thinking that there is a way to trick yourself into doing some things. So, yeah. For example, so, for, uh, tarabi, right? What I do with myself is I go to Tarabi with my mom, and I tell myself, okay, I'm gonna pray the first two really good, and then we'll see what happens. And then once I do that, I'm gonna, uh, I'm like, okay, now next two. So it just takes step by step, and then you don't even realize that you're finished. Uh, but when you say, that, oh, I have to pray all eight, then like you think that yeah. it's way too difficult. Yeah, I mean, there's different strategies, different ways we can come up with to convince our soul. But we have to do something. Again, we have to take charge. We have to take responsibility. Assalamu Alaikum. I was listening to uh, Sheikh Tafiq Chaudhary and he was saying, Ramadan is a true self reflection of yourself. Yes. So if you can do ibadah and act of worship in the month of Ramadan, then that means you really can do it because there is no shaitan. And second, uh, I was li- listening to Ustaz's lecture and she was saying that Qabr is the place of resting. So if your nafs is telling you to sleep and not stand for qiyam, tell yourself, if I'm not going to do it now, then when am I going to do it? Yes. And get up. Yes. And just remind yourself, a yam of mardudat. few days. And what I tell myself is, you know, 10 verses minimum, right? And when you start with 10, then you know you're like, let me do some more, let me do some more. And then you keep increasing. Go
1: ahead. When Ramadan was starting, my students, they know that I'm having addiction of tea, right? And most of my students are non-Muslims, like they are Hindus and Punjabi and Christians. So they said, like, "Um, teacher, how are you going to do? I said to them, you're going to see, okay? So they said, okay, we were thinking, like the high school students, right? We are thinking how the Ramadan is going to go. Are you going to fast for 18 hours? I said, yes, we will see, right? So what happened in Tuesday class, you know, one of my students said, I asked, you know, uh, so how many students in your class are fasting, right? They said, all of them. I said,
0: all except one boy, he's not fasting. I said, okay, did you check? It's so easy for everybody, they can fast for 18 hours. Then they said, how come? It's very difficult for us. But I said, look, we can do it because we have a strength to do it. So we underestimate ourselves. Yes. yes, this is true. You know The soul, the desire, it wants comfort. The soul desires comfort, right? And we think that if we don't get that comfort, we won't be happy, we'll suffer. So we consider comfort as a necessity. We make ourselves weak. But fasting, and when you force yourself, when you push yourself to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in any way, what does that teach you? You're stronger. If you follow your desire, it will make you feel you're weak. But obedience to Allah teaches you that you're stronger. As-salamu alaykum. When I was listening to Sheikh Muhammad Hassan, he was saying the nafs is like a 2 years old baby. You know, when you start to stop breastfeeding, what happened? The first day he's going to cry, the second day he will cry, and then he will get used to it. Yes. So you have to train yourself. You're going to cry first day, second day, and then when you be tough in yourself, you will get trained. Yes. Very, very good example perfect example right anything that you start with at the beginning it's difficult and that's why if you if you want to make sure you get things done you know go right into them so for example when i was able to go for tarawih with my you know when the kids weren't there right now because they have school tarawih is late i'm not able to go so alhamdulillah i pray at home but when i would go to the masjid myself i would go stand in the first row okay why in the first row because when you're in the first row you're basically stuck Right? You're stuck. In the sense that if you get up and you try to leave, then you're going to lose your spot. Because people are waiting to jump for your spot. Isn't it? And if you lose that spot, then khalas. You know, you could be somewhere in the back and constant noise and disturbance and movement. You can't have that khushur. So put yourself in a position where you don't have the choice to back off. At the beginning it'll be tough, but then you'll do it just like fasting. When you start fasting, at the beginning of the day you're afraid. How is it going to happen? How is it going to happen? But, you know, now you're in it. Too bad. You're in it. So you make it till the end of the day. And this is how we should say no to our desire. Now, it doesn't mean that we have to say no to the desire all the time. But of course, at a time when the desire is telling us to do something, that is against Allah's commands then we must say no. We will listen to the recitation.
1: وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَا بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحُكْمَ وَالنُّبُوَّةَ وَرَزَقْنَاهُمْ وَرَزَقْنَاهُمْ مِنَ الطَّيِّبَاتِ وَفَضَّلْنَاهُمْ عَلَى الْعَالَمِينَ وَآتَيْنَاهُمْ بَيِّنَاتٍ مِنَ الْأَمْرِ فَمَا إِلَّا مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا جَاءَهُمُ الْعِلْمُ بَغْيًا بَيْنَهُمْ إنهم لن يغنوا عنك من الله شيئا.' "'وإن الظالمين بعضهم أولياء بعض.' "'والله ولي المتقين.' هذا بصائر للناس وهدى ورحمة لقوم ينقون ام حسب الذين جترحوا السيئات ان نجعلهم كالذين امنوا وعملوا الصالحات سواء ام محياهم ومماتهم ساء ما يحكمون، وخلق الله السماوات والأرض بالحق، ولتُجْزَى كل نفس بما كسبت، وهم لا يظلمون. اَفَرَأَيْتَ مَن اتَّخَذَ إِلَٰهَهُ هَوَاهُ وَأَضَلَّ اللَّهُ هُوَ عَلَىٰ عِلْمٍ وَخَتَمَ عَلَىٰ سَمْعِهِ وَقَلْبِهِ وَخَتَمَ عَلَىٰ سَمْعِهِ وَقَلْبِهِ وَجَعَلَ عَلَىٰ بَصَرِهِ غِشَاوَةً فَمَن يَهْدِيهِ مِن بَعْدِ اللَّهِ افلا تذكرون